What's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I am your host, Jared Hamilton. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you being here uh, listening to the episode today. Now, today I have a very special guest. I have Ben Newman on the show, and I'm going to be interviewing him, and I'm super excited about it. If you don't know who Ben Newman is, um, man, there's a there's a lot. <laughs> so Ben is a insanely um, an insanely good and highly sought after keynote speaker. He does a lot of performance coaching with um, everything from super high level, high level business executives to a lot of, a lot of sports teams and a lot of pro uh, pro sport players in the NFL and the NBA, just all over the place. Basically Ben is an expert in peak performance. Um, if you want to call it that Ben is, I mean, Ben, Ben's an expert in a lot, but Ben is, there's something special about him where he can literally work with someone and get them to literally bring their absolute best and get it to come out. You know, everything from getting around limiting beliefs to ultra level high, um, high peaks of performance to just all sorts of stuff along those lines. So that's, that's why he's one of the, one of the most highly sought after speakers out there. So if you own a company and you're needing somebody to come in and work with your team or anything like that, Ben is the guy. Uh, I actually asked for some tips and tricks for my public speaking uh, as far as a career um, in today's episode, but that, well, you'll listen to that here, here shortly. But um, but otherwise, yeah, I'll put his links to how you can contact him and see his stuff in the uh, the podcast notes in the, in the description of whatever you're listening to this on. But otherwise, uh, enough about me rambling. I want to get Ben on here. So I uh, hope you enjoy. I'll talk soon. My man, Jared. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you, man? How are you doing? Good. Doing yourself? How are you? Good. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate. The, I appreciate you having me on. I am. Uh, I am down in my uh, home workout room. My my wife has the office. When uh, when we're all quarantined, we all have to find our uh, our quarters. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. How uh, how's your son's collarbone? Is it better? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Yeah, he, he's doing better. We go back to the doctor April thirteenth, and uh, hopefully he'll be uh, fully fully healed by then. But yeah, it's crazy. Literally took yeah. him out to his birthday birthday lunch, and fifteen minutes later, drop him off and oh and uh, from the nurse, you need to come back to school. Oh no, was it like break it all the way through, or like what he do? Like a, a fracture, but a pretty he, he did it pretty good, and then some torn tendons, and so <clears throat> messed up pretty good. That's rough. I've got a crooked collarbone, and like it gives me a lot of issues here. But yeah, that's and you can't really like set that like a like a forearm bone or something. So that's that's rough. Yeah. But um, but no, man, I really appreciate you hopping on here. Um, absolutely. Been, Thank you. For been, uh, me. I, yeah, man, absolutely. I know you know, things are kind of crazy right now. And I figured this would be a really good time to actually get into some of this stuff and whatnot. Um, and I gave on the intro of this, I already kind of got into your bio. So we won't need to spend a ton of time on that. And I know people probably already follow you and know your story. So um, let's kind of get right into this thing. Um, yeah, because how long, how long do you want to go? How long do you want to go for? Uh, whatever you've got. I mean, I've got, you know, I'm good for anything from, you know, 15 minutes to an hour, like whatever is good for you. <laughs> I, I just didn't know if there's a, a certain length that you like. I mean, is it typically 30 minutes or, I mean, you tell me. It I mean, it ranges. Like it really doesn't. Uh, I keep my, my show, I keep super chill, super just kind of goes with the flow. Like I always got enough stuff to talk about that'll last like more than that we could actually talk about. So um, 
it just I just kind of like to let it go where it goes. Most of my shows with guests are around the 45 to an hour, but um, like I said, it really just it's I nothing set in stone. Well, I just I have to be somewhat cognizant of uh, two kids who are upstairs who I'm trying sure. to figure this out. They have homeschool and literally they give them like 30 minutes of work to do and then they're done for the entire day till they're at the end of the day. And I'm like, what is going on here? So, That's funny. No worries like, at all, man. If we could do like 30 to 45, that'd be awesome. Yeah, no, not at all. No, I appreciate anything that honestly, the fact that you're just hopping on here, like I, I really appreciate it. So yeah, um, you got it. But, but yeah, we're, we're recording. We can, we can just get right into this thing. Um, cause, cause the thing is I've been following you for a hot minute. Um, uh, I first saw your stuff on Andy Frisella's podcast. I'm in Andy and Ed's uh, mentorship group. And my, one of my favorite episodes of Andy's podcast was 102 when you were on there. And I'm like, oh, this Ben Newman's guy's fucking awesome. And, uh, and I, that's when I really started to dig into your work and see what you do. And uh, one thing I was wanting to ask you that you could kind of maybe get into is you coach all these high achievers, these, all these high level high achievers, but what is it that separates those from like everyone else? Yeah. So I, I would tell you, and first off, just thank you so much for having me on that. It, going back to episode 102, that means it's, uh, it's been a while that uh, you've been given support and advocacy. And I appreciate every single, you know, relationship and individual that we have the opportunity to connect with in this wild world that we have now. And the other thing I would tell you is, you know, what a blessing, you know, to have the opportunity to spend time with the Andy Purcellas and guys like that. You know, for me, you know, it, I always walk away from most relationships going, well, I don't really think I shared anything. I'm the one who had the opportunity to grow. <laughs> I think what, what level of success we experience, we all can give more. We all can find more. We all can dig down deep and go get more. And I think that, to answer your question, is what the highest achievers have in common. They are mm. not seduced by success. So if you look at many individuals, and so in fairness, because I'm a coach, a lot of people call me an inspirational or motivational speaker, but at the end of the so this is totally fair, just the nod of the head or the shake of the hand. I want to ask you a question. I want all of you to think. Think about a time where you recently or in the past had a high level of success. The very next day, did you attack winning another day to continue to have success? Or did you show up and go, oh, man, I'm good. That was mm. amazing. Like, I'm going I'm to take a break. And far too often, if we're underperforming, we allow our feelings to dictate how we show up. So oftentimes, I'm encouraging individuals, standard over feelings. Continue to hammer the standard. Don't allow your feelings, good or bad, to determine how you show up. Keep hammering away at that standard. And when you experience success, it is all about that next level of success and not being seduced by success. Standard over feeling. That is so good. That is like, that is so good. That's like, that should be on like the wall behind you. That's like dope as hell. Oh, I got, I got, I got Matt's effort over here and I've got uh, your success is not just about changing your habits. It's about changing the way you think. So for those of you that see my crazy ass workouts that I do in the morning, welcome to my, uh, my home <laughs> gym. I love it. Well, and one of the things that I love most about you, Ben, is uh, is everything that you preach and talk about, it comes from a place of standard habits and excellence. And it's not just like this frou-frou, don't like frou-frou, like just sounds good. It, and I think that's that's an important thing for people to realize is a lot of people, 
I feel like get in this, this state of like, oh, I'm not motivated. I'm not fired up. I don't feel like it, but like, and then they're just searching for the feel good and it's, and it's not helping very much. Yeah. I think that, I think that's completely true. And, you know, one of the things I realized early on, you know, I'm the overnight success story. I mean, my first speaking engagement was 2006, right? So a lot of people think that like these types of careers just happen overnight. Like guys and gals, I've been doing this for 14 years. This is my 15th year of speaking, writing and coaching, right? So I've been around a little bit. I've been exposed to mentors of mine who have been doing this 25, 30 years who continue to teach me, but you know, we're, we're never a finished product. But I learned very early on that, yes, I love to tell stories. I love getting people fired up. But if I walk into a room or I get on your podcast and all I do is fire people up, I have not done my job. So mm. I always want the opportunity to share something that will help somebody think differently, help them take different action, help them connect differently to what drives them, because then there's long-term sustainability and growth. Mm -hmm. So maybe somebody hears standard over feelings. And they literally go, I'm going to write down after hearing Jared and Ben what my standard is. And I'm going to attack that standard every single day. And I will not allow my feelings to dictate how we show up. So, yeah, I, I don't believe in that foo-foo-foo-foo. Let's go ride around on unicorns and slide down <laughs> rainbows. I, I, want, I want to help everybody really figure out what's most important to you and what's the action that you're going to drive every single day in order to achieve the things you want. Yeah, no, I love that. One thing that Ed, uh, Ed and Andy talk about a lot that hit home was with me is that that we don't get what we want. We get our standard, and a lot of people though aren't even aware that their standard is subpar. You know what I mean? Well, so Jared, here's what's actually. So let's go back to no seduction of success, right? Exactly the point you just made. People, your standard might be the right standard. However, when you achieve success, what do you do? Right. So you might be following through with the action steps, but if you celebrate the victories for far too long, well, then what happens? Then the standard hasn't been completed consistently enough and we underperform and we go, but I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, but you're not doing it consistently enough. Sure. Now, how do you, I know there's, there's that, that balance, right? And it's, this is something that I personally struggle with that balance of like, um, keeping your foot on the gas, not being seduced by success and just go, 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 go. But then still being able to feel gratitude and be able to enjoy the, what, what we're earning and the, and the success we're having. So how do you find the balance with that between like not being seduced by success, but still also be able, being able to enjoy the success you're having that balance? Yeah. So I would share with you up at the top of my Instagram page is, is the link tree. And if you click on that link tree, so at continued fight, you click on that link tree, there's a free download for our most popular mental training tool called your prize fighter day. So I'm a, I'm a big believer. There's a lot of speakers, coaches, guys out there that do what I do. Oh, balance doesn't exist. Just work really hard and take time off. And I think that's a cop out for the mm -hmm. people who aren't intentional enough in their choices to do what they say they're going to do. And so to me, I think that's where you have to go, okay, what do I want personally? What do I want professionally in the day? And what can I do that's of service to others? And I shared that in episode 107 with Andy on win the day, which is breaking down and being intentional in those daily choices with that standard to say, here's what a prize fighter day looks like. Here's what I need to do. And 
if I follow through with those action steps, I win the day, regardless of what I sold, how great the day was, or how challenging or the adversity that I faced. And if we stack consistent days on top of each other, doing the things that make us feel good, then you can have balance. You can be in shape. You can eat right. You can spend time with your family. You can read books, but you have to believe it. You can't listen to the nonsense out there, which is work really hard and then just take time off and go work out. No, I love that. That's so good. That's why when it, the, the, that, that episode, when I first learned about you and the concept of just winning the day, like totally like changed the way I viewed everything. Cause I think it's so easy for us to look at like the goals that we have that maybe just astronomical, like big goals should be, but then it's almost like, okay, well now what? And then you make this massive to-do list and then it doesn't get done and all this versus what do I need to do to win today? What do I need to do to win today? And just every single day, I just think that's so, so important. Um, it, 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 it's a complete mindset shift. And, and for everybody listening, you know, it, it might sound to you or, you know, if you hear Andy Frisella, because a lot of people, it's like, you know, they fight us when they hear these things, you know, so my prize fighter day, which I've been teaching since 2008, it's essentially the same thing as Andy's power list. He's got his five things very, very similar. So what does that show you? So here's two mindsets from two completely different people who are essentially doing the same thing, Right. And it's focusing on the things that you can control. And so I just don't, I just ask of you, once again, I'm being direct because I care that much. Don't fight Andy on this. Don't fight me on this. Try it for seven days. Try it for 14 days. Shoot, try it until you get out of quarantine and tell me how you feel. Yeah. Well, I think uh, when it comes to like to-do lists and making like, like stuff that people want to check off, I feel like a lot of people get caught up in like these astronomical lists of stuff and making to-do lists, I feel like feels really productive, but if it comes down to execution, no one executes, executes on their 20 things. You know what I mean? Well, so 20 is a big number, right? So, you know, for everybody, I think you have to determine what are those things that are the most important. The critical tasks. Critical test. Maybe it's two things that are personal, right? It might be I got to be present and focused with my loved ones at home, and I got to get my workout in. If I do those two things personally, that's a win. Professionally, let's say if you're in sales, you're an entrepreneur, you're building your business. I always encourage people. I call them points of contact, right? A text message, an email, a phone call. That's your voice in the marketplace. Hey, I'm open for business. If you're not taking daily action, points of contact to let people know I'm open for business. People aren't just going to come banging down your door and calling you to do business unless you're first form and you've built a, a freaking mega brand like uh, right. <laughs> Andy and Sal and Chris and because those guys are so damn good. So, you know, you think about that, you have to take action. So how many POCs is it? And then you have to reverse engineer your past success. So, okay. So if you're in sales, here's the best month I ever had. Okay. What caused you to have that best month while well, I was hammering the telephone 35 times a day. Okay. Well, mm. how many times are you hammering the telephone now? Uh, 18. Why? Because I'm seduced by success. The months were mm. so good. Stop being seduced by success. Hammer the 35 every single day. Do whatever it takes. Keep stacking success. And that's how you grow. And then the service-based piece, you know, pick something to do something for somebody else, right? Whether it's a, a random act of kindness, whether it's an unexpected intentional touch to make somebody feel good, check in on somebody who's struggling with something, just go serve more. 
you know, there's a handful of things. That's four, five, six things that if you stack those on top of each other consistently over time, you'll be building and driving one hell of a story. I love it, man. No, that's awesome. Now, would you say, and in, in, if I were to ask, like, what is it that stops most people from achieving what they want? Would you say it's, it's just that, the, the lack of standard and the lack of um, execution? Or what would, what would you say is stopping most people from getting what they want? Yeah, so l- l- let's pull all the way back, you know, because before we can even get to that conversation, we got to figure out how does that heart beat, you know, what, it, what is most important? And uh, for some of you watching, you may or, or may not know, we're in the second season of our uh, YouTube show and podcast called The Burn. And one thing that I've learned about highly successful people is that the why and the purpose, incredibly important. I connect to mine every single day, but it's actually that burn. It's that underlying fire inside of you that lights the why and the purpose on fire every single day that causes you to take action. And I would say mm-hmm. the single most important thing, if I were to pick one thing that causes people to massively underperform what they're capable of, they do not connect to that burn to what truly drives them often enough. No, that's such, a, that's such an important aspect. Now, would you, cons- would you say the, like what people classify as peak state or flow state in burn, are those the same thing or similar or are those totally different? No, I, so, this, so I, I always say ideal state of focus, right? So I, I can help somebody or teach them. So whether it's one of our, you know, players in the NFL or, you know, whether it's one of the collegiate football teams that we work with. I mean, I work with guys in all, all different sports. But with an athlete, you target the ideal state of focus. But once again, I can't teach somebody an ideal state of focus until I understand what the burn is. Now, the burn is going to be part of that ideal state of focus but we really can't teach anything until I understand how your heart beats. And that's where I think for those of you that are leaders or aspiring leaders, if I teach you something, but I don't understand your motivation, what's the likelihood that you're going to take action? True. Very true. If we, slow, if we slow down and I say, okay, what drives you? What's the burn? What's the why? What's the purpose? Why are you writing this story? Why writing every single day? Okay. Once we talk about that, then we can start talking about how you think. Hit the heart first, then we address the thinking, and then you're going to go do the work. No, that's amazing. That's that's so good. Now, once you do, let's say let's 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 stay on that. Let's say you you get the heart in check, you get their deep underlying burn and reason behind why it is they want what they want. How do you come into like a locker room and get all those guys into like a peak state, or get someone to really get into learning about how to get into that that headspace where they are performing at their optimal level? Well, you know, it, it's been a, a blessing for me, you know, in the, the world of sports. You know, this is my third season. I'll be starting with the Alabama football program. I was actually already there for my first off-season visit right awesome. before this whole coronavirus thing started. And so, you know, it was my third season at Alabama. Uh, my second season at Kansas State, you know, won a handful of national championships at North Dakota State with Coach Kleiman. He brought me to Kansas State. And there's over 25 guys in the league that we work with. And, but to specifically answer your question, this is the same if I'm working with a billion dollar construction company like we work with, or it's one of these you know, mega sports teams that you're watching on Saturdays or Sundays. When I walk into the room for the first time, they're gonna hear the story about my mom. I don't care that you're a 320 pound man. You're probably gonna see some tears come out of my eyes. You're gonna know that I've had to fight through the pain. 
My parents were divorced at six months old, never knew my parents together. My mom was diagnosed with a rare muscle disease in 1983. My mother came to the dinner table with an IV stand when we had 24-hour nursing care in our house, and she would sit at the head of the dining room table to ask me how my day was at school every single day. The mm -hmm. fire inside of me, you cannot get it to burn out. So I don't care what challenge you bring me, what adversity you bring me, I will break that shit in two and I will keep working. And so the moment that I share that story and then I say to this group of 130 football players or a 53-man NFL roster, the moment they hear my story and then I say, but hey, I'm not the only one sitting in this room that has a story. Each and every single one of you has a story and I encourage you, and I'm here for you, and I'm going to love on you to connect to what is in your heart, your fire, your story, the reason why you're sitting in that chair. And if we do that consistently, we will drive next level performance. And so if that's where we start, Jared, the bond that we have, they yeah. know that when I get in that locker room before a football game, and when I start yelling, lock the gates, and when I start yelling obscenities, and when I start going up and grabbing face masks, and when I start really bringing that serious heat that would probably scare the shit out of people on your podcast, <laughs> when, I start, when I start bringing that locker room type heat, and we walk out onto that field together, and they see me on the sideline, and I'm looking in their helmets, and we're there together for that 60-minute fight, they know that we are in it together. Dude, I could run through my wall right now. Like, that gave me chills, bro. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's no, dude, that's, that's one of the things that I love about you is um, anytime you speak and you can, I can feel your heart. I can feel your intention and, uh, and, and just to the place that you come from with all of this. And I think that's one of the things that makes you so special as a person, as a coach and as a, as, as a, a speaker and whatever you want to label, whatever, whatever hat you're putting on as a dad, as a husband, as a, you know, as a, as a friend, a coach, whatever. I think that is really what drives a lot of that home is where you're coming from with that. And I think that's why you're so good at what you do. Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask your listeners to do me a favor and I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. And I've never asked for something like this, but I so much appreciate you saying that, you know, if this episode resonates with you, please share it with somebody that you think needs to hear a little fire, hear a little passion. Because here's the reality. Andy Frisella jokes all the time. Andy's like, Newman is that guy that most people have never heard of, but he's in some of, the, he's in some of these locker rooms and some of these boardrooms. But that's the reason why. I mean, our team works so hard. I consistently, I work with Alabama and Kansas State. I'm not one of those speakers who goes, I'll go speak to 60 college football teams if they all want mm. me to speak. And I'm saying the same thing to all 60 teams. Like when I lock in, I'm a performance coach for those organizations. So for me, you know, I'm not out there with 50 clips from 50 different teams. I roll with the teams that I roll with, and I'm very, very loyal. I won't go speak to another SEC football team. I won't speak to another Big 12 football team. One of my buddies who's now a coach at Oklahoma, he actually called me yesterday, and he asked me a couple of questions, and I'm more than happy to help. We've worked together since his days at North Dakota State. And I was like, bro, like, you've got to tell Coach Riley, like, I can't come totally understand what say. So I think it's important in life that we have loyalty and we do things for the right reasons. But unfortunately, that kind of keeps me contained sometimes. Right. So uh, 
know, if this if this message is hitting you guys, feel feel free to share it. So no, I love that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think when it comes to really good content like this and what you're putting out and what guys like Andy and Ed and all these great people put out is I think I think whenever someone hears a good message, they have people that come to their mind instantly. That's like, oh, Bob would benefit, Sarah would benefit from this, Ben would benefit from this. But if we keep that to ourselves, it's doing our friends a disservice, you know, so. Well, I think, you know, I think sometimes it's, you know, people just think like, oh my gosh, what would somebody think if I was doing this? You know, so first off, I would tell you, man, just stay in your lane, you mm -hmm. know, just stay in your lane. You've got to be you, you've got to identify what drives you. You know, back in, I started in financial services. A lot of people don't know that part of my story. And I don't say this to impress anybody, it's to impress upon the point. But I got off to such a fast start for a Fortune 100 financial firm in 2004 that I got paid to speak as a 26-year-old kid because I had set records in St. Louis for the Fortune 100 financial wow. firm for first-year sales. And so, you know, all of that happens and then the next thing you know, you just keep building and building and building, but you know, it, it's doing things for the right reasons. It's being locked in and motivated for the right reasons, sharing those messages for the right reasons over a consistent periods of time. No, I love it. That's, that's so good. That's so good. Now, let me ask you this kind of along those lines right now, everyone's going through some hard, some level of hardship or issues with the current state of, you know, COVID-19 and quarantine, all that stuff. Is there anything in particular, I know everybody's situation is different, that, uh, that what, how you think people can go about handling tough times like this, whether it be dialing your habits and routines, or I know some people who are saying, no, let go of your habits and routines. Like what, what do you think is best to handle each person on how they're with the situation right now? Yeah, so I think it, it's based upon your situation, your new normal, your new environment, whatever that looks like definitely establish a routine. Now for me, I'm such a freak of nature when it comes to routine and the importance of morning routine that for me, I've stayed locked in on my exact same morning routine. That's beneficial for me. But let's say if somebody now, their day used to start at seven in the morning and now their day starts at nine in the morning. Well, maybe you don't have to wake up as early as you once did. Yeah, wake up an hour later, maybe wake up but give yourself the same amount of time to mentally get yourself locked in. So if you used to work out, used to get a breakfast, used to spend time with your kids, used to put your head in the Bible, whatever the makeup of that morning was, I would still share with everybody, design your day, even if you're getting started later because you're at home, you don't have to drive to an office or you don't have to take the kids to school, whatever it might be, but still have a day and something that you can honor. If we get out of routine, it's really hard to drive consistency. So I would say yeah. with your new normal, establish your routine and then drive that consistency, win that day one day at a time. No, I love that. That's so good. Because I, I think, I, I completely agree. Because I think a lot of people right now, their routines are rocked. They just got a big hit in the mouth and they're just like, I, I, they're just whatever. And I think having some sort of structure, whatever that may look like, um, is, is pivotal right now. So. Now for you, you're, uh, you're probably one of like in the world of confidence, like if we want to kind of switch gears for a second and talk specifically about things like confidence, a lot of people would look at you and be like that, that's just like that exudes from every pore in your skin is just confidence. And someone who let's say isn't very confident, like, is there a specific way you go about kind of in the theme of what we've been talking about to get someone that's like, Hey Ben, I just don't have confidence. I've never been confident. 
how do I get confident? So I think you have to make yourself uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's not going to happen overnight. No different than if somebody knew how early I woke up, like I can promise you, the only person that wakes up earlier than me is Mark Wahlberg. So I can promise you, I can promise, I wake up at 2.44 in the morning every single day, except for the weekends I sleep in. Wahlberg wakes up at 2.30. He's the only one I've heard of that wakes up earlier than me. So, you know, no different than a morning routine. If you're currently waking up at seven and you want to wake up earlier, I'd never say wake up at 2.44. It isn't going to happen. You might do right. it once or twice and it's going to be over. So you have to establish little disciplines that you can build on. So if you struggle with confidence, you're not going to watch a video of me or Andy Frisella and then go try to be Andy Frisella and then be like, oh, I'm this confident person. That's not even you being you. So number one, you got to be you. Mm. But you have to do things that force you to get uncomfortable. So little courageous action steps. Test one, then test another, then test another. So somebody may say, gosh, I hate speaking. Then you know what? Go on Instagram Live. Go on there for 10 minutes. I don't care if there's two or three people on there. Share a message of something that might be important. It's not, you're just getting reps in. So it, it doesn't matter how many people are listening to your message. It's you making yourself uncomfortable. And guess what? When you end, like, so when you stop and, and you end the recording, it gives you the option to delete it and not <laughs> say, <save it. laughs> hey, if the message sucked and there were six people that watched it, guess what? You and those six people, that's seven people in the world, even know that you just did it. But at least you made it. At least you made yourself uncomfortable and you got out of your comfort zone. And if you do that enough times, you'll build that confidence. Oh, that's so good. I love that, man. No, that's so good. All right. Last question. And I was actually going to uh, ask you, I, I was wanting to ask you this specifically, but I was going to wait till we're off camera, but, and after like I end the recording, but I think it'd be cool uh, being able to look back at this when asking it with in front of everybody. So, um, because when, when it comes to my content and my stuff, I'm, I, I want everything out there. I want my, my goal is to be as authentic and vulnerable and the balance of creating content and documenting, you know, my own journey of my goals and stuff. Um, now I've recently found out within the past, I don't know, year or so, I love speaking. Absolutely love public speaking. My, most of my, what, who I talk to in terms of my demographic, I'm a fitness coach primarily. Um, and so that's the community that most of my content's geared towards. Um, but I've recently found out I love speaking. Like one of my favorite things is either getting in front of just a big group of people, getting a mic, getting a camera, and just speaking and pouring my heart out to people and telling my story and all this stuff. Um, and transitioning, you know, not stopping coaching by any means. How would you suggest about going about me saying, you know what, I really want to get into speaking? Is it for you? Is that, are you, is that a matter of, uh, obviously keep putting out content of me speaking and doing things like podcasts and collaborations and whatnot. But is for you, is that a matter of just calling these companies to be like, Hey, I'll come speak at your gym. Hey, uh, cause I've had that happen. I've had gyms bring me in. I've had some people's offices bring me in. And right now I'm saying yes to just every opportunity I can get to in front of people. So for, from your opinion, how would be the best way for me to go about starting to getting into that world of public speaking? First off for your, for your listeners, I want to say thank you on behalf of your listeners for what you just said. The level of transparency. No, really, man. The level of transparency and honesty in what you just said. For you to admit, like, I'm just, I'll speak. They want me to come speak. I'll do it. You're exactly the way that I was in 2006. 
And, you know, there's far too many people, they'll call me and they'll say, hey, I want to get into speaking. What should I do? And I say, okay, how many times per day are you, you let people know you want to speak? Well, I don't let people know. And it's like, okay, so you don't tell anybody, you don't email anybody, you're not putting your name out there. Well, guess how many speaking engagements you're going to get? Zero. Nobody even knows that you speak. So number one, you're putting yourself out there, which is awesome. We have to be active in letting people know that I want to share a message. But what I just heard in your transparency was you're not worried about the money. And neither was I. And in 2006, it was a blessing. My first ever speaking engagement, I'm a 26-year-old kid. Uh, a little small boutique financial firm in Chicago pays me 500 bucks and all my expenses to come speak for an hour. And I'm like, 500 bucks to speak for an hour? I'm like, I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> and so I did it. Well, guess what? You know how many free talks I gave after that? I mean, I would give talks sometimes and I'd get a freaking coffee mug. Can you imagine coming home and telling your wife, I want to be a speaker? Well, did you get paid? Oh, look at this coffee mug they gave me. I mean, you talk That's about awesome. like trying to. So like I've been there. I've gotten the coffee mugs. I've gotten the, you know, no money at all. But I didn't start this for money. Now, the blessings that have come from this, because I didn't focus on money, I think is part of the journey. So for all of you, I hope you listen to what Jared said. There was passion in his voice. I like doing this. I want to do this. So people call. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Far too often, people's egos are so big. Look at my story. Look at my success. Somebody should be paying me $5,000. And I'll be like, okay, well, <laughs> how much have you ever been paid to speak? I've never been paid to speak. Well, then why the hell do you think you should get paid $5,000 to speak? Where right. do you get that number from? Right? And so maybe one day you'll bring that value, but who knows? And so, you know, look. To me, I can't even believe, you know, where my speaking fee is today, 15 years later from where it was from that first $500 fee. But I'll tell you what, the mindset is no different. I still mm. don't even think about it. It's just, it's just one of those things. The check is the check, but I don't do it for the check. So stay connected, stay active the way that you are. I promise you this is going to grow if you keep putting your heart into it and you keep having that burning desire to serve people the way that it sounds like you are. I appreciate that, man. That means so much from you. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, no, dude, this is, this has been good. I, again, I really, really appreciate you hopping on here. Um, where can people find you at people listen to this and they're like, all right, I want to know where this motherfucker's at. So where, like, where, where do you want people to go to? Yeah. You know, Instagram is probably the most popular way to stay connected and engaged. So my Instagram is at continued fight at continued fight. So, you know, come check us out there. Like I said, in that link tree, there's plenty of resources that we're just giving away, just wanting to stay connected and wanting to make a difference. One thing I'd love to leave you guys with is just a, a mindset that I've started to live by, and I call it the unrequired. You can learn a little bit more about that mindset at theunrequired.com. But essentially, once you develop whatever that standard is, here's how I'm going to attack every day. Here are the disciplines that cause me to win. I would encourage everybody then identify what the unrequired is. The unrequired are the things that other people can't see, they won't do, they won't talk about, that we as high performers choose to make a priority. So once you design, it's 20 phone calls a day, add 10%. Make it, I remember POC's phone calls dialed. So POC, if it's 20, that's you being your best, make it 22. That two is the unrequired and it takes mm. you to a completely different level of success. No, I love that. Awesome, man. Well, again, thank you so much for being on here. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know you got to get to your kids. So uh, yep. enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe, man.
I got homeschool. I got PE to teach. I'm teaching physical ed today. I love it. Awesome, brother, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Jared. Thank you. Thanks. Woo! Thank you so much, guys, for listening into today's episode of the podcast. I that was a doozy. That was a good one. I I really enjoyed um, talking with Ben, and uh, I really appreciated his feedback for me on stuff on with like going about my public speaking and the kind words he had to say and whatnot. So um, no, I really appreciate Ben coming on here and being on the podcast. I appreciate you sticking around and listening to the whole episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope you got a lot of a lot out of it. And if you could, be sure and uh, share this podcast with someone who you think could benefit from it. I mean, there's a lot of people that are in the same place that you are. So if you got value out of this, a lot of other people will. So be sure and number one, number one, check Ben out at all his platforms. Like I said, I'll leave links below in the description and uh, otherwise, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next time.